Welcome to the Human Size Podcast, where we talk about the human side of leadership. I'm Zach. And I'm Crystal. And today we're going to be talking about how you find a safe person in your life. What is a safe person, Zach? What am I even talking about? No psychopath? I was thinking, I was thinking, <laughs> there, yeah, there's not someone, if someone is on a corner with a sign that says they're a safe person, they are yeah. not a safe person. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. That's the first sign is the sign. Um, but yeah, we're not just talking about safe people in general, but we're talking about safe people to share and help us grow and process as leaders. Correct? Correct. And, you know, this is a, this is a space as a leader, I think, um, a lot of leaders, myself included at times, are very lonely. And we can forget that we need, we need people, leaders need people too. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> we need people that we can share our lives with, that we can share our problems with, that we can uh, talk about ideas and plans. And that's what we mean when we're talking about a safe person. It's that person that you can share with. Yeah. And we, we, the reason we do this is we believe relationship is valuable. We believe that that is like the magic sauce to our growth. Um, in addition to our faith in God, um, and a lot of times we can do the surface stuff, but actually letting people in to how we operate, which affects how we operate as leaders, like those things going on inside of us, um, our beliefs, our, you know, own struggles and anxieties, those things affect our leadership. They affect how we um, relate and make decisions, whether we like that or not, or acknowledge them or or are aware of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So true. And I think um, often in American culture specifically, there's this idea that this lone wolf exists, Mm -hmm. right? That, that, almost the more mature you get, the less you need people. That is so not true. Um, and it, it can be very damaging to our leadership. Yeah. There was this, um, quote from Rocky. I learned at a marriage thing. So it was like for a marriage situation, but I think it fits to all relationships and it goes something like this. I've watched Rocky like once in my life. So please forgive me if I misquote it to anybody that knows it, but it's basically Rocky's talking to his, his girlfriend or wife or whatever. And he's like, you know, what I love about you is like, I got gaps and you got gaps and like we fill each other's gaps. And I think that's what I was going to try to do an impression, but I'm like, that would probably go really bad. Oh, um, dang it. Yeah. But like, I've always thought that was so profound because I think that is the beauty of humanity, like that we are relational beings, that we, we refine each other, we shape each other. And when we're able to let as leaders, let people into that more intimate space, especially when we need support, when we need to be seen, um, it allows us to grow and it allows us to have our gaps filled by other people's experience and wisdom and care, first of all. Um, that's so vital, I think, to healthy growth. Okay, I can't get past. I've seen Rocky so many times as a kid, but this is this is the difference between a guy watching it and a girl watching it. I don't pay attention to what he's saying to Adrian. Um, I'm just making sure he's punching Ivan Drago. I mean, <laughs> isn't, that... <laughs> isn't the whole point about Adrian? Isn't that like the whole <laughs> central story? Oh my god, you need to watch that again. <laughs> Yeah. Take notes. And I'll still get distracted by the box. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't even remember the punching. It's a boxing movie. Um, yeah. So what, what is like, what's the, we talked about the subject being finding a safe person, but what is that really? What's a successful into that goal for our purposes here? Yeah. I know I've talked to a safe person when I leave and my mind is clear again. So it, when, when we are in anxiety, um, 
spinning mind is one of the clues. And that's, that really happens to me. Actually, my first clue that I'm in anxiety is I start clenching my jaw. So it happens in my body first, Mm -hmm. but I don't recognize it usually there. I recognize it when I can't think. And so the spinning mind thing happens. And so I know when someone's a safe person, when I leave a conversation with them and my mind is a little more clear Mm -hmm. and I can think again. Is that because Uh they fixed everything for you and told you what you need to think? That is not a safe person. (laughs) And that doesn't make you feel clear and calm. I ask that because that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, I'm a fixer. Uh, I love to fix people (laughs) (laughs) and their wrong ideas, Uh, Mm. but that is not what to do. When someone tries, I think, Crystal, you and I both know this. When someone tries to fix something, when you're just sharing, um, that does the opposite. That shuts me down. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know know for sure that's not a safe person in the future because... um, Yeah. Oftentimes when someone's trying to fix you, this is a total side note. It's because you're sharing something that's making them anxious and they want you to stop it. (laughs) Right. But there are times, right, when you go to a safe person and you're looking for that. So is there a pivot point where knowing what you're looking for is part of of identifying or knowing of setting someone up to be a safe person, I guess would be the way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So... We'll t- we'll go into a little more depth on this later, right, Crystal? But the re- the reframe of success, right, mm-hmm. is that it's our job. Yeah, <laughs> it's our job to create an environment for so- to create a safe person. Like we are helping them in the process, and we have so much more power over that than I think um, than I like to think. At least uh, it's easier for me just to go, "Oh, they're not safe," and right. it's their fault. <laughs> Yeah. So there is some part in the person that you um, are interacting with and then being a safe person, but there's a lot of it that has to do with how you're managing and what you're looking for and your understanding and even how you present that. So I think that's fascinating um, because like we have so much ability to even teach someone to be a safe person in our life. And what was uh, state again, what you said as the goal or the identifier of what it is when you walk away and it was a conversation with a safe person. Yeah, you you your brain is more clear. Yeah. You you can think a little more clearly. So it's not that my problems go away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I have the best solution. In fact, uh, as a listener, side note: when you're being a safe person, we kind of talked about this last week. It's a good thing to remind yourself that someone doesn't need your solution. You are not as great and grandeur that you think. <laughs> like they have the solution inside of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times, we and when we're in the middle of a problem, we can get so spun up yeah. that we can't find that solution. We can't. We can't hear. Um, you know, as a Christian, I can't hear God's voice and be in my anxiety at the same time. And so that's why there is such power in this. Um, in this, having a community, having a safe person to share with. Yeah, and and so much power in how we can affect that and make that happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So one of the keys that uh, to helping someone be a safe person is letting them know what you need straight up. Mm-hmm. because what I need um, at different points is going to change. What you need at different points is going to change, right? This, yeah. Sometimes I need someone, I just need you to listen. I'm all spun out of control. Yeah. And sometimes I do need advice. Yeah. And I think that going to 
someone just for something tangible and I'll say surface just to say it's not in the emotional realm is probably easier or more intuitive to people where they're more comfortable though. I think that helps anybody too. Cause sometimes, um, you may go to someone and they're thinking you're wanting advice when you're just trying to process something. So that contextualizing it is huge, but I just want to acknowledge that we probably are talking more in like, or encouraging our audience to look at the deeper conversations when we need to have, yeah. when things are feeling foggy or things are feeling stuck or you're frustrated, which is the big identifier for me when I need a safe person, when I can't get out of that. Yeah. The, and yeah. And it's more nuanced. It's not like, Hey, I don't know how to turn the water on. Help me turn the water <laughs> on. I mean, that's, that's first off, if you have that problem, um, you that's, know, yeah, that's a problem. That's a big problem. <laughs> I've had this problem, Zach. I can't believe you even brought this up. You don't even know. Uh, there's a, at the church where I work and do operations. There's like a key on the water and I don't even know how to open the part where the key goes. And now that you say that, I realize I forgot how to do it. So it's this whole thing to like find someone who knows how to turn on the water to the sprinkler. So yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> well, you're, you're welcome. Good thing I didn't like doggy even more. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but that, that, right. You're not looking for a safe person. You're looking for someone with knowledge of exactly that that situation mm -hmm. um but this safe person we're looking for someone where there's more nuance so um my wife is my safest person on the planet mm -hmm. uh, and at the same time she has natural tendencies when i'm sharing stuff um and i need to if i need certain things i need to let her know yeah um and she's the opposite of me i'm a fixer my wife will just listen. Right. She'll just listen. And so, which is wonderful. However, there's times where I do want her feedback. I do want things from her and I need to, in the conversation, letting her know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually something that my husband and I have had to learn too. And just giving that, uh, with him, especially because he goes to the fix, there must be more on a guy thing where that was really hard not to do. Say it um, so. Yeah. And I, I, I don't even know that I don't need fixing. That was something I didn't know either. Cause I'm actually the, have had the bigger struggle in re recognizing where I'm coming from. I come with the box. That's all like a big mess. And I'm talking about something over here that's connected to something over here. And it, he, my husband calls it like the spaghetti instead of like in mm -hmm. the boxes, it's like the spaghetti. Um, but that's something that we've learned to vocalize too. Like, I just need you to listen. And he does that to me too, because I jump in. Actually, I'm a fixer too. I'm more of a like, get over it, like go. And so that vocalizing that, and I think the vocalizing it is important, not just like alluding to it, which people do so much. I used to do, I still do sometimes, but people expect you to kind of catch on. And I don't think they realize that they're even coming to it with that non, non vocalized expectation. Yeah. So if you're, you're, in, if you're trying to share with a safe person, here's a little clue. If, if you start to get angry at the interaction that you're having with them, mm -hmm. that means that they're not meeting your expectation that you have probably not verbalized. Mm -hmm. So that's a good point to stop and not, and take a breath. Like don't yell at them, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but take a breath and go, Hey, can we have a do over and re and state what you're needing from them? Yeah. Uh, because people cannot read your mind mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and every person's wanting someone thing different and each situation requires something different. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in the reframe, 
this is just a good reminder. Like you're going to look for some, some clues for someone that's a safe person. Um, and one of the things that Crystal and I were talking about when is someone a safe person is, are they going in the same direction as you? Um, you know, as a Christian, I am looking when I'm, t- when I'm sharing my, my life, my struggle, um, honestly, most of the time I'm looking for another Christian because mm-hmm. they have the same value system that I have. Yeah. And that's, so that's one of the things I look for with a safe person is do they share my value system? Yeah. that's Not fair. 100% match, <laughs> uh, but closely enough where they're not going to excuse some of my behavior. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think an understanding, um, if you are really trying to sort through something, someone who understands the context of what you're, what you're dealing with. Um, mm. like if they're so, it's so foreign to them, sometimes that can be hard. Um, like you're trying to have them dive into a financial frustration you have and like, it's so foreign to them. Um, you know, unless you're just wanting someone to just sit there and listen to you, which maybe that's what you want. <laughs> Yeah. And so like with, when I need a safe person on my leadership problems and things, mm-hmm. I'm look. I'm honestly, I'm looking for someone somewhat of a similar leadership, um, leadership target. They have about mm-hmm. as many people underneath them. You know, it's similar. I don't need a hundred percent match, but I don't want someone that's leading hundreds of thousands of people. Like I'm not going to mm-hmm. get on the phone with uh, Jeff Bezos and mm-hmm. <laughs> talk to yeah, him I don't think he would take your call. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that. It's soul crushing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I am looking for someone that's, that's in the similar, mm-hmm. sim- similar problem area because they're going to have, when I do want solutions, they're going to ha- have a better idea of solutions. that's actually going to work for me. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, this actually goes to the other side of being, um, at the same time, a safe person for someone else. I think it's important to be aware of what may be hard for someone, even if they care about you to carry. Um, or like you kind of mentioned leadership, there's certain things the leader, um, as much as someone may be an emotionally intelligent, a safe, emotional, relational person for you, uh, there's certain things that processing with them, if they're like underneath you, or um, even with your kids, that that uh, is not safe for them and may cause reactivity in them, which is... Um, not helpful to you as well. And maybe silently really damaging to them. So I think being aware of that is really important. Yeah. Yeah. As you're sharing that, I'm thinking of secondary trauma um, mm-hmm. where someone doesn't experience it, but just in the sharing of it, it really affects them to yeah. a deep trauma level. And so just being aware, like, um, like there's certain things that not, I'm, I'm not going to withhold from my wife, but I'm going to share them after they've been processed a little bit and it's not explosive to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if there's someone that we're both in relationship that's causing me anxiety and I know it's going to affect her, I'm going to share it with someone first. And so it's not as raw mm-hmm. when I'm sharing and that's just protecting her and making it so it's safe for her. And, um, and so that's just a tip, like being aware of how, what you're going through, how it affects, like you were talking about the people underneath you. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, even us, Crystal, we have a very sh- safe relationship where we can share a lot of things with each other, but there's certain subject matters. We just don't go just because there's a male and, and female mm-hmm. difference. Right. Um, and so being aware of that. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, just to take that a little bit broader, cause it's a really helpful tool. Um, and, 
vocalizing it, even though it can be uncomfortable, like asking people for permission in situations, because there's so many situations, we couldn't quantify them all. But like, you know, there's something um, that might be kind of heavy that you really want to process with someone. And it's semi-appropriate. You're like, okay, this fits. But like maybe asking permission, like, you know, would you be comfortable um, me sharing this with you or this topic? Um, And I think it's uncomfortable for some of us to like be so specific. I know it just feels weird to like talk about like even talking about emotions. Like it's just easier to like dive into the conversation and kind of ignore that. But um, I think what you practice that more is helpful to yourself and understanding what you're asking for. And it also teaches the other people and may um, prepare them. I don't know if people will always say no, um, but it would be a good, at least they've given you permission instead of you dumping something on them, especially since you don't know, you don't know what their relation to that thing is. Right. Like you don't know if they have emotions about that. Like you didn't know that I have been emotionally damaged by not being able to turn the water on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully we recover relationally. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's part of crystal. I think that's part of the hope for today that that this takes time and you're going to fail forward. Mm -hmm. And like most things and it's okay. So like the things that I've learned that cause my lovely bride to react, um, when I'm coming in all spun up on, um, then I've, that's how we've learned, Hey, this is a subject that I need to process out a little better before I share with her. And that's not a failure. That's, that's, that's just learning and growing together. Yeah. And that's the trick to all of this is you're going to have to learn and explore and figure that out. And I think that idea of do-overs that we talk about, and we'll talk more in another podcast of just, and vocalizing to say, Hey, this is, you know, this didn't go well, or um, can we try this again? Or was this uncomfortable for you? Just actually getting comfortable with that kind of conversation with people will help us to find context and guardrails and infect them with a healthy pattern as well. And I think that's the hope for today in addition to that is that we um, we can create safe community and safe people by vocalizing, by practicing this and bringing them into the process of us um, doing this and, and helping them be aware of what that looks like so they too can participate in that. Yeah, so true. And so the action step that we're hoping that you take this week that or today is that you take inventory of where you are. Like if you share a bunch of your stuff bunch of your stuff like you're gonna have a different action step that someone if you've never shared um bared your emotions with someone that's gonna be hard Mm -hmm. so don't worry that this is gonna take time and even if that sorry zach to interrupt you even if that um seems big or you're not sure how to do that even taking time to reflect with yourself and you know journal like where am i stuck what could i share um where do I need awareness of where I need to, to let people in could be a step as well. If the other one is too big. Yeah. So press on, keep looking for someone and remember always fail forward. You got this. Thanks for being with us today on the human size podcast. Join us next week when Crystal and Zach talk about do-overs. They're not just for kids today. Go have a great week.